weekend of baseball as it's July 31st. The non-waiver trade deadline has passed, and we will go through each trade since our last show on Thursday and tell you the winners and the losers fantasy-wise. Adam Azer, Michael Herkham, and Al Melchior. Also, it's our start-sit show, so we'll help you get ready for Fantasy Week 18. So it's uh, Sunday. I would ask you guys how your weekend was. But we don't we don't have time. That is yeah. true. We just got to get right to <laughs> I it. I didn't have time to have a weekend yeah. this weekend. I feel badly for you. And it yeah, coincided do. with a busy weekend of NFL transactions as well. So our email address is dmfantasybaseball at cbs.com. D is in Don. I'm Mattingly, fantasybaseball at cbs.com. Twitter, we're at CBS Fantasy News and facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy. We're going to start with the trades and then we'll get into the start sit. Hunter Pence. Now, we talked about Beltran and Rasmus on Thursday's show, so if you're interested in those trades, you can listen to that show. Hunter Pence goes to the Phillies. We're going to talk about Jimenez. We're going to talk about Bedard for call. Uh, many, many more. Hunter Pence to the Phillies for Jonathan Singleton and pitchers Jared Cozart and Josh Zeed. And Dominic Brown goes to the minors as well. Let's start with Hunter Pence. Value up, value down, value the same. Value the same pretty much because he's a high-end guy. I mean, he's going to get better lineup protection with the Phillies, so maybe more RBI chances, which is good, but I don't see his fancy value going up significantly. I don't either. Um, all things being equal, a move from Houston to Philadelphia should mean a, a good bump up, but the Phillies bought high on Pence, probably a big-time regression candidate had he stayed in Houston. I think maybe the move to Philadelphia just sort of neutralizes that, and yeah, no, no big change there. Should we drop Dominic Brown? I would accept in an NFL only league, I would stash him in that format if I could, just in case there's an injury, you know, if uh, Banya's somehow, you know, they want to work uh, uh, Brown in there. But um, other than that, yeah, drop, drop him. The prospects here, the first baseman, Jonathan Singleton, the pitchers, Jared Cozart, Josh Zaid. I, and I'm going to butcher some of the minor league <laughs> names, so I apologize in advance. Anything we need to know about them? First of all, they're long-term guys, right? Not expected to contribute this year. Correct. And I really like this trade for Houston because they're getting – this is how bad Houston's system was coming into the year. Their top prospect with Jordan Lyles, who doesn't project to be more than a mid-rotation arm, now they get a guy in Jared Cozart who could be a frontline starter for them. And Jonathan Singleton, who since moving back from the outfield to first base at Clearwater, has finally regained his form at the plate. He could be a long-time first baseman for the Astros. Cleveland acquires Ubaldo Jimenez. So bad for NL-only Ubaldo Jimenez owners like Al Melchior. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Now, we pointed this out last week. His road ERA of Jimenez is 3.38, but that was after a horrible outing on Saturday, which was just bizarre. One inning on the road, then they pulled him, and he gave up four runs. His road ERA was great this year. So does this help Ubaldo Jimenez? And by the way, Alex White, Joe Gardner, Matt McBride, and a prize pitching prospect, Drew Pomerantz. Is that a stretch? To call him prize? No, yeah. absolutely not. He was yeah. a first-round pick last year. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely not. Both he and White are uh, good, good prospects. And they're going to Colorado. Let's start with Jimenez. Value up, value down, value, value the same. Value up. Um, you mentioned the road ERA. He's moving from Coors Field. You know, that's synonymous with bad news for pitchers. Moving to Cleveland, which is a very good pitcher's park. So um, that can only help Jimenez. Plus, like you say, he's got the track record of doing well on the road this year. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how he's lost velocity. We've sort of rehashed that in other podcast episodes. But um, he's been consistently good lately, other than his bizarro start on Saturday. I wouldn't wish that on anybody to be thrown out there <laughs> yeah, knowing really he's going to be traded. The guy obviously had no focus, no intensity. Forget that start. Uh, Jimenez should be more than fine in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, we like him. Uh, the scouting reports have been that his velocity's down and he's not as good as he once was. He's still 
a good pitcher. Yes. Uh, so this is a good move for the Indians. I don't like it, to tell you the truth, long term for them. <laughs> really? Because so, Pomeranz and White are going to be frontline starters. You cannot guarantee that. I guarantee Pomeranz is, came out a polished pitcher. White came out a UNC a polished pitcher. These guys sped through the minors. So did Andrew Miller. That is true, too. <laughs> I will give you that. I think this is long term. They're not going to win this year. They 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 think they're going to win the Indians. They could they're win not. the Central. They're going to win the Central, but not. they gave up two pitchers that were going to help them a very long time. Jimenez is a great deal, and he's not going anywhere for a few years. I just think they gave up too much in this trade. You know, I think they did, too. Actually, I don't think it's a terrible trade. I think I like it a little better than, than Herc does, but um, they really gave – the Indians gave up a lot in this deal. But like you say, Adam, you know, with prospects, nothing's ever guaranteed. So Yeah. Uh, okay, the Braves get Michael Bourne. This is a big addition for the Braves. Uh, from Houston, they give up three minor leaguers and Jordan Schaefer. Michael Bourne, value up, down the same. I'm up. concerned this is going to go down. Just for the fact I don't know what the strategy of the Braves is going to be. I know they're going to let him run wild, and that's mm-hmm. what you know they wanted with Jordan Schaefer, so I don't know. I'm just confused about, you know, he was in a comfort zone in Houston. What's going to be like in Atlanta and the pressure? Has he ever really been in this situation before where they're in the playoff hunt? And I'm concerned. I have him on my team. Yeah. I know it's a good trade on paper, but I just don't know if he's going to keep doing what he is doing. He's going to steal bases. Yeah. He's going to hit the top of the order. And guess what? He's got guys behind him now that can drive him in. I don't see how this could be anything but good for Bourne's value. I think it's just like his, he's exceeded our expectations yeah. so much that we didn't necessarily want to see him get moved. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, he's been great all year. Now, Jordan Schaefer and the minor leaguers, anything we need to know there on Houston's end? Not too much. Schaefer, once he comes off the DL in a week and a half, uh, should be the Astros uh, center fielder rest of season. Um, He hasn't done really well so far in the major leagues, so nothing to get excited there outside of NL only. The prospects are not great prospects. So while the Astros did get a good haul with the Pence deal, they didn't do so well at all with the Bourne deal, which is sort of odd because I actually think Bourne is more think valuable. It, but. Brett Oberholzer, you and I talked about him yeah. being a decent left-handed okay. arm, but he's okay. not a medium back. Yeah. Rafael for call to the Cardinals for minor league outfielder Alejandro Castellanos. Andy Gordon gets called up to play shortstop for the Dodgers. But uh, for call to the Cardinals, what are the implications here? First of all, for call, value up, down to the same? Up a little bit, yeah. much better lineup, but... You know, still an injury risk wherever he plays. Uh, very crowded infield situation there, too. But he'll obviously get a shot to play every day at shortstop. Any reason to pick up D. Gordon, Mike? Yeah, and especially in rotisserie leagues. I mean, the guy, he steals, and they want him to be aggressive. And Tony Gwynn's not producing anymore at the top of the lineup for them. So he's a chance to, to in deep-player leagues to help out. Alejandro Castellanos. Um, no, not, not a very good prospect. Putting up inflated uh, numbers at a good hitter's park in A. so don't get too uh, drawn in by those there is one other um impact here which is ryan terrio yeah. probably going to lose significant playing time with this uh sharing sec- time at second base with skip schumacher all right he might be on that most drop list soon we'll see how that plays out eric bedard to boston in a three-team deal boston gets bedard and josh fields seattle gets trayvon robinson and cheese win chang uh that can't be right. Whiz. But I tried. <laughs> and the Dodgers get Tim Fedorovich, Juan Rodriguez, and Steven Fife. So let's start with Bedard. Value up, value down. The same. If he can stay healthy, value up because he's sure. going to be in a top contender. He's going to give him run support. And before he got injured again, he was pitching really well. I mean, he's pitching like Eric Bedard vintage. So uh, I like this trade. Okay. Um, any of these prospects worth noting here? Several of them are very good. Uh, Fedorovich and um, 
Uh, Chang? D- d- well, I don't know. I'll be honest. don't know too much about him. <laughs> I do. He's but, hitting over 300 at double A, and he's yeah. one of the Red Sox top outfield prospects. And, they, and the Mariners also get Trayvon Robinson, who's tearing it up in the PCL right now. Inflated probably because it's the PCL. Yeah, no, but I was going to say I like Robinson yeah. a lot, and he's he's very close. So yeah. I think he'll probably be on the Mariners outfield sometime this I year. Put him, yeah, I put him in my hitting planner. I said AL only owners, pick him up. By the way, Bedard couldn't even get out of the second inning in his outing against the Rays on Friday. And this week he goes from Oakland to – is he facing the Yankees this weekend, or is he getting the – to be determined. Yeah, I, I don't. TBD. Um, in not fact, as enticing as he was when he was on the Mariners. Well, I mean, short this term. Week, this yeah, week. I would say yeah, exactly right. The short term, it's it's hard to say. Now he was you know not effective at all in that start with with the Mariners be, just before the trade deadline. They clearly rushed him back in there to uh, showcase him as trade bait. And uh, we were actually talking about this earlier. And I mean, I have to wonder, you know, possibly he could go back on the DL since I think the Red Sox real interest in him is for the stretch run. Um, And of course, if they do insert him in the rotation, no clue where he goes in right now, because it could be for Wakefield, could be for Miller. You know, we're just gonna have to wait and see on this one. But I would say not a safe start for a whole bunch of reasons for week 18. Let's move on. We got a lot to get to here. Uh, Cleveland sends Orlando Cabrera to San Francisco for AAA outfielder Thomas Neal. Orlando Cabrera, value up, down, or the same? Slightly up because he's going to be starting, but I wouldn't pick him upside uh, NL only right now. Yeah, I'd say pretty much a, a lateral move. Um, you know, in long term, not secure playing time for San Francisco either. Doug Fister and David Pauly traded to Detroit. Now, this one actually has some more implication here. Uh, D- Doug Fister and Polly to Detroit for Charlie Furbish, Casper Wells, Francisco Martinez, and a player to be named. And Jacob Turner was called up by the Tigers. He pitch- pitched pretty well on Saturday for Detroit in his major league debut. One thing that stood out, though, faced the Angels. They stole five bases off of him, Jacob Turner. And they stole third twice. So he clearly has a lot to learn <laughs> out there on the mound. But Doug Fister. Value up, down, or the same? Way oh, up. Way <laughs> up uh, because he's been really good this year, but 3-12 and 12 because he gets, I think, in fact, by a large margin, the lowest run yeah, support in Major League Baseball. Same thing last year, too. That's he's, right. He could be well over 500 pitcher so, if he was on a contender, and now he is. So. Yeah, with a team that, that can hit. So um, Keep an eye on Francisco mm-hmm. Martinez, too, because he was one of the Tigers' top corner long, field prospects. Long-term keeper. Long-term least, keeper. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now – Look, Seattle needs help at third base. I mean, this is clearly a better shot for him to get up there. What about Jacob Turner? Uh, Turner, well, it's funny. We talked about him, I think, in the last show or maybe the one before that. Said, no, no chance he comes up this year. Well, you know, so much for that. <laughs> but, again, it was an emergency situation. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been called up. Uh, the Tigers really don't intend to use Turner again in the major leagues this year. So look at him for 2012. Doug Fister or Jeff Neiman? Uh, Neiman. Doug Fister or Freddie Garcia? Fister. Moving on, uh, the Brewers have added Jerry Harrison Jr. for Eric Komatsu, and they traded for Felipe Lopez. So now they have some infield op- options while Ricky Weeks is out. Do I really have to answer this question? No, we don't care. <laughs> okay. The Royals trade Mike Avilas to Boston for Yamiko Navarro and Kendall Valls. Mike Avilas, value up, down to the same. Same. Yeah, same, still in a utility role. The Pirates trade for Derek Lee. They give up minor league first baseman Aaron Baker. So the Pirates being a little aggressive here with Derek Lee. Value? Uh, I guess because he's going to a better lineup. I mean, I, I the Orioles lineup yeah, was He's going to a bad, worse lineup. I, I would think. agree with, that, with Adam on that one. Also going to a worse park, although I think the impact there is not going to be that big. 
if if we had to go up or down, I'd say down slightly, but probably just mostly a lateral yeah, move. Probably, Who do you like better, Lee or Brett Wallace? Mm. Lee. Brett uh, Wallace isn't playing. So, I mean, his manager says, I'm going to sit him until he gets, you know, well, rotate him in and out with Carlos Lee until he gets on a roll. So and and Lee, Lee has you know. been hitting better lately. Yeah. So, okay. I think we'll go Lee there. The Diamondbacks trade minor leaguer Zachary Walters to Washington for Jason Marquis. That seems like a desperation move. What do you guys think? Yeah. I think lateral. You know, no, no change really. I mean, slightly maybe because he's going to a team that could give him better run support. Probably will give him better run support. Better run support. <laughs> uh, he's a ground ball pitcher, so the move to, to yeah. Arizona won't hurt him too much. But, uh, yeah, yeah, lateral move there. And now the other one, uh, the other trade for the Diamondbacks here that looks kind of important here. Diamondbacks acquire Brad Ziegler from Oakland. They give up Brandon Allen and Jordan Noberto. Let's start here with uh, Ziegler. He's still going to be a middle relief guy. Correct. Uh, Brandon Allen and Jordan Noberto going to Oakland. What's the situation there? Connor Jackson's been playing phenomenal at first base lately for Oakland, so it's going to be a situation where they're going to just work Allen. And I, scouts are saying now he's going to be a utility player. They I've don't seen even, that too, you know, yeah. <laughs> they don't think too high of him. What the impact is, Paul Goldschmidt with the Diamondbacks. I mean, here's a chance where everyone's saying he's getting called up now. Right to join the Diamondbacks lineup. You want to do your gold member impression? or? Well, now I guess I have to. <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we love Goldschmidt. So. Yes. Great so power prospect. He's yes. going to get called up, or that's the speculation? Yeah, the Diamondbacks, as of now, keep saying no, nothing, but the sources out there are saying he's going to get called up. And is he a must-add once he gets up? You know, so I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, just like we saw Rizzo struggle very, yep. very badly. We've seen most of the, you know, the call-ups uh, now. What? <laughs> I'm laughing and, about the Austin Powers. And, <laughs> and he'll platoon with Xavier Nady, too. They're still going to start Nady against I mean, lefty. Yeah, they, there's you know. just too many questions marks, question marks there. Definitely a must-add and NL only. I think not a lot of risk in deeper mixed leagues, but um, – other than that, uh, nothing to get too excited about. So what did the Rangers do to get better at the deadline? Do you want to say something? No, I just said, you know. Um, Solid gold. For <laughs> Solid gold. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, the Rangers acquire Koji Uihara. They give up Chris Davis and Tommy Hunter. So Uihara is a middle relief guy. Chris Davis now to the Orioles where he's still bad. His well, fantasy value goes up because he gets playing time. Yeah, let's give him a little bit yeah. of time. The value does go up there. I, I like this trade for both teams. I especially do like it for the Orioles. I think Davis, if given a chance, could still produce. Um, I think he could be, you know, future Mike Morse because he's he's got those good power numbers. And I think if he's given a chance like Morse was this year to, you know, yeah. really work things out, that he could still be very good. I like the fact that, you know, the Orioles needed pitching so desperately. And they got a guy, Tommy Hunter, who's my boy done, you know, done a serviceable job. You would say, I'm sure, better than serviceable job, but a service, serviceable job in the rotation for the Rangers yeah. in the past. Um and then, you know, the Rangers, they didn't really need either of those guys, and they get somebody who's going to solidify the bullpen that, that needed help. Okay. Um, and the Rangers also solidify their bullpen with Mike Adams from the Padres. They give up two highly touted prospects, at least according to what I've read, Robbie Erlin and Joe Weiland. Weiland threw a no-hitter yes, last week? that is correct. So Erlin and Weiland go to the Padres for Mike Adams, Heath Bell, not moved, unless some news comes out later. But as we <laughs> record this at 5.30 p.m., Keith Bell's still a Padre, and you know you can still make trades after July 31st for the next month, but player has to clear waivers. Um, Mike Ad- All right, Neftali Feliz, are we convinced he's going to stay the closer, or do you think he could lose that job to Mike Adams? Or Yohara. Okay. Um, 
So, in fact, Yohara's uh, got more experience as a closer, not a lot more, but I'm a, you know, that's, I'm not really looking for Feliz to lose his job, but uh, he hasn't really been terrific. And I think the possibility is there. I don't think it's a strong one, though. So these two minor leaguers, Erlin and Wyland, who's the best long-term prospect here? How do they compare to some of the other guys we've talked about, like Jared Cozart and Drew Pomerantz? They're kind of equal to each other because this is the best thing about them. They don't walk anybody. This is the greatest trade the Padres made in the last 10 years, maybe. They got two guys here that are going to be fantasy studs when they get to the majors, as long as they don't all of a sudden lose control. I mean, right now, you know, they're both at double A, so they're probably not going to bring them up this season. But these guys, I mean, this is a great haul. They gave up a great reliever, but they got two guys who could be frontline starters for them. Unbelievable. Yeah. They don't need Mike Adams. I know no, this, this yeah. is a very good trade yeah. for the Padres. Yeah, they're both good prospects. I like Erlin a, a little bit more, but. You know, that's really you know splitting hairs. Double A rotation looks like right now? Casey Kelly, Simon Castro, and then these two guys. That Amazing. could all be in the rotation you one. You understand that not every prospect. I understand. Out, right? I mean, but I don't I don't <laughs> like Casey Kelly either. Let's make that I don't like Casey Kelly, but he's the best prospect they have apparently. But well, these was, guys, they don't walk anybody. When you don't walk anybody, you're a good pitcher. Okay. So um so uh, Heath Bell. Is it safe to, to assume he'll be the Padres' closer for the rest of the year? Yeah, no. I'd be very surprised if... Uh, I heard they're saying that he could get moved in waivers. They're saying he'd be very surprised if he's not moved in really? the Really? Okay, well, I didn't see that so. report. I didn't see that either. In fact, I, I thought that they were content to hold on to him for and the rest of the year. And he wants to stay there. And yeah. And either sign him or, or get two draft picks. I'm saying, he'll be type A. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I'm just, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think there's still some chance he could get traded. Interesting. The Pirates acquire Ryan Ludwig for a player to be named... Ryan Lubick, value up, down, or the same? (laughs) He's such in a bad hitter's park. I I said in my planner that his value probably has a chance to go up again just for the fact that he's going to be in a pennant race, and that's going to help him. Well, you know, moving out of uh, Petco Park can't do anything but help, but I still think it's not going to help him that much. Is he going to take bats away from Xavier Paul, Garrett Jones? Uh, in the short term, Xavier Paul, Matt Diaz, uh, longer term, when uh, Tabata comes back, then probably Garrett Jones loses some time. Okay. Over Bay, too, uh, at some point. <laughs> Sooner than later, I think. <laughs> Are you guys ready for the hitting and pitching planners? No. Oh, I mean, yes. Yes, you have to be. You have to be. It's time. Thank you all for uh, sitting through all those trades. Hope that was helpful. Send us an email if you have any more questions. DM fantasybaseball at cbs.com. Diaz and Donims and Mattingly. Michael is writing the hitting planner this week for Scott White. Al's writing the pitching planner, all available on our website, fantasynews.cbssports.com. No day games on Monday. First pitch is at 7.05, so you have some time to set your lineup. No teams play eight games. No teams play five. There are a handful that play seven. And the five best matchups this week, the Rockies, Red Sox, Orioles, Braves, and Pirates. Rockies, Red Sox, Orioles, Braves, and Pirates. Herc, give me some fringe guys. On Rockies, Ra- uh, Rockies, Red Sox, Orioles, Braves, and Pirates uh, that uh, we could start this week. Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing that jumps out is the Rockies. Seven games at home. One of the best hitting teams in the majors at home. So I'm going with Seth Smith here. You know, he's one of their best hitters at Coors Field. Uh, I like the matchups here. For the Red Sox, I'm going to mess this name up. but it's- No, you're not. We, we rehearsed it. <laughs> Marco Scudero. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, the Red Sox have a lot of – they have seven-game week. Those are always important. And they have – at home, they are the best team at home, hitting over 300 as a team at home. Uh, again, this may be his last week. We'll get to that later with Jed yeah. Lowry. But uh, like the matchups there. And then J.J. Hardy, 
The reason I like J.J. Hardy, he's been kind of cold lately. He does have four homers in his last seven games. This week he gets to face the Royals. He's hitting 400 against, and then he gets the Toronto Blue Jays. You ready for this? In nine games this season, six homers and 11 RBI. Okay, Hardy, Seth Smith, Marco Scudero, perfectly pronounced. <laughs> we like them. Five worst matchups, the Diamondbacks, the Mariners, Giants, Indians, and Mets. Diamondbacks, Mariners, Giants, Indians, and Mets. Three guys to sit. Yeah, well, let's start with Justin Smoke. I mean, his fantasy value has plummeted the last month. He's just not hitting anything. It's not the time to get him back. He's going up against the A's and the um, Angels this week. At the end of the week, he's got Heron, Weaver, and Santana. <laughs> not very good for him. Aubrey Huff, again, he's struggling at the plate. They're home. He does not hit well at home. Don't like that at all. And last, uh, Angel Pagan. Go with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> The Mets, again, they have, at the end of the week, they go against Hanson, Hudson, and Jurgens. At the beginning of the week, they get the Marlins. It's hit or miss, but he has been hitting all that well after a very good start off the DL, so I'm not a big fan of him this week. Position by position, let's break it down. At catcher, starter, sit, Jared Saltalamacchia, Herc. Start him. Okay. Ramon Hernandez, Al. I would say start uh, Hernandez. Because he's facing a bunch of right-handers this week, and he kills right-handers. He doesn't hit left-handers for some reason. Hernandez or Giovanni Soto? I said Ben Soto this week. I believe it's because uh, the left-handers, uh, yep, he's facing a lot of left-handers, and he's hitting 222 against them this year. Moving on to first I'm base. sorry, righty, right, excuse me. They're only facing one lefty and facing a lot of righties. Okay. He doesn't do well against them, sorry. First base, starter sit Mitch Moreland, Al. Uh, Got to start Moreland. Okay, what about Mark Trumbo? He's not sure what he did today, but five RBI Thursday, one Friday, one Saturday, so heating up a bit. Yeah, but sit him because they're facing three lefties this week, and he doesn't hit, and they're at home, and he doesn't hit lefties well, so. Jesus Guzman, Al, what do you think about him? He's hitting pretty well. I'm glad we're talking about him because I think it's it's really overdue. Um, he is hitting well, and um, I now don't know what his splits are against righties so far this year. Um, and granted, he hasn't you know been playing for all that long. That was kind of the knock on him. Yeah. But um, the Ludwig trade opens up playing time more exactly. because Blanks is going to left. So. Yeah. So um, definitely continue playing opportunities, uh, playing time opportunities for Guzman and and some good power. And you know he's one of the uh, spring training all stars. One of these guys who did great in spring training a couple of years ago, hit a bunch of home runs, and then you know was sort of a forgotten guy in the Giants system. Finally getting a chance with the Padres. So. Um, Kyle Blanks is going to be the left fielder now? Well, we don't know. Bud Black, like he did last year, he likes to mix and match his outfielders. I think he's going to mix and match his corner outfielders with Blanks, Denorfia, Venable, whoever else yeah. he's going to bring up. <laughs> oh, by the way, Al, was that a shot at me that I haven't brought up Jesus Guzman earlier? <laughs> it, was, it was not. <laughs> if anything, it was, was myself because uh, I meant to bring uh, him we up. T- I think we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Uh, okay. Matt Laporta, start or sit? No, uh, he's not hitting well, and he's going to go Beckett, Lester, Wilson. I mean, those are three tough matchups right there. So, If you had to choose between Smoke and Laporta or Jesus Guzman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. That's None. None. That's a deep <laughs> yeah. league right there. I think, I think I'd go, go for Smoke uh, and hope for a rebound. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe not this week, though. The matchups, like you said, are horrible. Yeah. Second base. So Mark Ellis, not good on the road, but good at home. And he's got seven home games. Starter sit Mark Ellis. Yeah, well, his numbers at home have been phenomenal. He's hitting over 300. All his numbers when he came to the Cincinnati Rockies have been at home. Yeah. He's a sleeper star in deeper formats. Uh, would you start him over Kelly Johnson, who has been Kelly Johnson slumping lately? Yeah, I, he knows how. I said this week because you already see who Kelly Johnson's going up against. Kane, Lincecum, Vogelson, Billingsley, De- De La Rosa, and Kershaw. 
Taylor Rose is probably the only iffy yeah. one in that whole mix right now. I'd, I'd take wow. a chance with Ellis this week yeah. with all those home games. Danny Espinosa or Kelly Johnson? Espinosa. Because they are going four games in Colorado. So I think he has a chance to rebound. He's been pretty awful lately. Would you sit him in general? No, I think he's going to break out. I think the games in Colorado are just too tough to sit him, and he's been such a good player. Hopefully a slump will end. Third base, Al. Starter sit Pedro Alvarez. He is still bad. Yeah, and uh, we need to see something from him before you start him, uh, other than in a deep league. So it's a sit week for Pedro Alvarez. How about Eduardo Nunez? Still trying to figure out the third base situation for the Yankees without Alex Rodriguez, uh, because now Eric Chavez is back. Starter sit Nunez. I like Nunez this week just because of the matchups. They're facing lefties. He's good against lefties, I believe. It had three. I think they're down to two now. Um, and he's uh, on the road, and he hits pretty well on the road. So, Meiser is tourist. Starter sit. I went sit this week because he's been playing well lately. He's got 21 fantasy points in the last seven weeks. But he's going home, and he stinks at home. He's 223 average and one homer, nine RBI and 39 home games. And he's much better on the road, which is why he's got 21 fantasy points lately. And you mean per week, right? 21 fantasy points per, per week? Per week. Or this last week. No, this oh, last week. This last week. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, wow. No. For seven weeks, that's... Yeah. No, last uh, yeah. seven days, excuse okay. me. Uh, Al, what do you think about Kai Aspo? A couple of three-hit games in Week 17. What do you think about him in Week 18? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good low-end option uh, if you need to, to fill a hole there. If you got, you know, Chipper Jones, who I think is a really shaky start this week, um, he's probably one of your best alternatives. And he's much better than Asturias at home as well. Yes. So. At shortstop, do we like Willie Bloomquist this week? I do not. I don't like the matchups again. I, They're facing four All-Stars. I, he's... Been playing well in place of Steven Drew, but that's just too tough a matchup. And do you actually like Raphael for call now that he's a Cardinal and heating up a bit? Well, you know, I had him on my Thursday planner. I had him, you know, trust him again. He's starting to heat up. And, yeah, this is a good move, but I just don't know now. I mean, the matchups were in favor of him going when he was with the Dodgers, now the Cardinals. I would absolutely pick him up. I'm telling people to pick him up. Start him this week. I'm not sure. If you have better options, you may look somewhere else until you see where he fits in with the Cardinals. Al Cliff Pennington uh, had a 12-game hitting streak entering Sunday. I'm not certain if that ended or not, but what do you think about Pennington? Yeah, I'm not too high on him, despite the fact that he has been hitting better lately. Um, you know, sir, I would sort of lump, it in, lump him in with Fercal that, uh, you know, I think he could be useful, but uh, I think there's plenty of options that are going to produce at a similar level. So if you don't already have Pennington and you don't have a, an opening at shortstop, I, I just don't see that there's a need to bring him in to you know look for an upgrade because you're probably not going to get it from him. I always like looking at the outfielders. The outfielders are the most fun to me. Carlos Beltran is the first guy we're going to talk about. He is 2 for 17 with the Giants. Start or sit? you got to start him. I mean, maybe he's getting off to a bad run with the Giants. I mean, I know they're home, and that's going to be a, definitely a transition for him because, I mean, but he – Hitting City Field, and which is a bad, exactly. you know, hitters park too. So I'm not too concerned. Lucas Duda, start or sit? Uh, you can't start him yet. I know he's playing regularly in right field for the Mets, but he's so inconsistent. I know he's got the potential. I'm just not ready to start him. Al Hideki Matsui. Yeah, probably not. Uh, not starting him, even though I know he's been hitting better of late. What do you think about Colby Rasmus? Finally got a couple of hits for Toronto on Sunday. His first as a Blue Jay. His first two. Yeah, no, I think you can you can start Rasmus. He's sort of on on the borderline again. Uh, it's a question of where your needs are. But uh, if you have a need in the outfield, again, probably one of your better options. Rasmus or Crisp? Mm, I think I go Crisp. You take him over Matsui though, Rasmus. Yes. Okay. Uh, Michael Brantley, Mike. 
Um, they don't like them this week. They're facing three left-handed starters. The only two forty eight against lefties. And again, some of the names I mentioned: Beckett, Lester, Wilson. Not a good week for the Indians. Brantley or Josh Reddick, who is coming back down to earth. Well, I think that's the key. Coming back <laughs> down to earth. We knew the batting average certainly was going to. So I think I'd go with the more proven option in Brantley. And then let's talk about the ice cold Chris Young. Chris Young. Yeah, struggling. the all-star break wasn't kind to him. I mean, he was doing well going into it, and now he's been awful out of it. Again, those matchups scare me. He's usually a must-start, but if you have better matchups this week, I would consider uh, taking a chance someone else. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Um, he's a streaky guy, and I just think, you know, with somebody like him, I mean, granted, you know, with the players that we've seen this year, Dan Ugla, yeah. Hanley Ramirez, Adam Dunn, who still hasn't really come out of his slump. I mean, it, you know, things will get to a point where you can afford to sit somebody, but you have to trust them. For a pretty long time, and which, I would put Young would you, in that Would category. you like me to read the pitchers again, Al? And he's hit 240 <laughs> against the Dodgers this year, against plenty of opportunities. So I, sometimes you have to roll the dice if you want to win, and I think this week I like his ownership has gone down. <laughs> it's it's under 90% starting now. So people are yeah. – this was before I even recommended sitting him this week. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, tough matchups for the Diamondbacks. Injuries, news, and notes. Lance Berkman, he was back today, so feel good about starting him. Absolutely, yes. Throw Lance Berkman in your lineup. Nelson Cruz and Elvis Andrews for the Rangers. What do we think? Yeah, neither played on Sunday, um, but neither one has a serious injury. In fact, Andrews is expected back uh, the next game for the Rangers. Yeah, they're both off Monday, so that's another day to rest. Exactly. Cruz could be or, or soon thereafter. Roy Oswald, Al, what's his timetable? Timetable probably uh, next weekend. So he has one more rehab start to make. I believe it's on Monday, uh, which would put him in line to – to probably start in the uh, weekend series at San Francisco, so the week of the weekend of week 18. That is correct. So, would you rather sit him and wait, or would you roll the dice? Uh, I would sit him and wait just because that's not guaranteed. We see this plenty of times where a pitcher looks like he's ready to return, and then yeah. the team decides he needs another rehab start, and then you've got nothing to show. So, uh, I would wait one more week for Oswalt. And this will be the end of Kyle Kendrick. When Oswalt returns, yes. Jonathan Sanchez, is he going to pitch this week in the big? Same deal as Oswalt, only a little more certainty there because, um, you know, Barry Zito pitched on Sunday. I don't know what the result was there. Awful. Awful. Okay, well, that's <laughs> been I, bad. I, I was willing to guess that. Yeah, he's um, been bad. So, um, you know, I'd say there's a good shot that Sanchez will come in and take Zito's spot on Friday against the Phillies, but until we hear that that's definitely going to happen, uh, you have to have some reservations there with Sanchez. Now, you alluded to it earlier that uh, Chipper Jones not a great start this week. What's his status? Yeah, he did not play at all in the weekend series against Florida, so um, he's he's still technically day-to-day, but barely played in the last week. So yeah, He got um, hurt the game he came off the DL, another right. injury. <laughs> so just too much risk there. All right, Herc, Jed Lowry, yeah. your return. Yeah, he is going on a rehab assignment Monday. You imagine he's in six games mostly. I know he's been out a while. The Red Sox need him. I mean, not need need him, but they want him back, so they're not going to waste his at-bats. He could be back for the next scoring period, so it's something to definitely watch. For Week 19? Yes, correct. Okay. Derek Jeter day-to-day got hit on the hand, and Paul Canerico hit by a pitch in the left calf, not considered serious, but make sure you check that out before you set your lineup, fantasynews.cbsports.com, because a lot can change between now and tomorrow or if you're listening to this on Monday, now and today. Hmm. One-star pitchers, and then we'll look at the two-star pitchers. I want to talk about Matt Harrison, Al. Let's. <laughs> All right, his ERA is under three, so the numbers are good. 3-0 and with a 2.04 ERA in five July starts, but he's given up more than a hit per inning in, in July, 
and opponents at 271 against him. That's pretty crazy. He's yeah. at Detroit and only at 75% of leagues. So, yeah, let's you know put the puzzle together here because uh, <laughs> you know, I know I've got my little pet stats that I tried out here, but I'm sure you can figure which one uh, applies to Harrison. Okay, so puts a lot of guys on base. He doesn't actually walk very many guys, which has been part of his success this year, but does allow a lot of hits, yet not giving up runs. So what are we, the strand rate? High strand rate. You got it. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So, yeah, very high strand rate, 79%. Um, but you know what? I mean, he, he has – been pretty good still. Um, that said, due for some regression and a tough matchup at Detroit, so I do not view him as an advisable mix, standard mixed league start in Week 18. Anibal Sanchez coming off two disappointing starts. Any hesitation here with the Cardinals at home, Herc? Uh, yeah, there's always hesitation because you never know what you're going to get with some of these Marlins starters. Um <laughs> I'd say it's a back end of the rotation. I don't think it's a bad matchup in deeper formats. I'd go with him. I would agree for this week. I mean, generally, I think Sanchez is better than a back of the rotation guy, but yeah. he does have a, a tough uh, tough matchup this week. The two starts have not been great, but they also haven't been disastrous. Yeah. So I think Sanchez is fine, and I think Sanchez should be started in, in most leagues this week. Jeff Neiman is only owned in 59% of leagues, and he is coming off the best month in Ray's pitching history. No Ray has ever had a better month than Jeff Neiman's July, 1.06 ERA, and he has Oakland at home. He's my start of the week if I'm allowed to have one. You're allowed to have one, (laughs) and you should start Jeff Neiman, and so should everybody else. Okay. Uh, Brett Cecil is pitching pretty well right now. One earned run over 16 innings in his last two starts. He's only owned in 19% of leagues, so we're looking at deeper leagues here. Brett Cecil's at the Rays. They strike out a ton. What do you guys think? I like him. In fact, uh, you may recall I quick-pitched him on Thursday, <laughs> and I said avoid him, and I think it was at Texas, if I remember right, and then he went and he had a yeah. great great start. Oh, yeah. But uh, So if you thought he was good at Texas, he should be really good at Tampa Bay. Um so, yeah, I do like Cecil this week. Not in, not with one star. I don't like him in standard mixed leagues, but just about everywhere else. Derek Holland, complete game shutout against the Blue Jays Saturday. So we try to figure out this puzzle. Here's a guy <laughs> owning 74% of leagues, and four of his last five outings have been scoreless, and I think three of those have three been complete games. Three were complete game yeah. shutouts, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you have to go with what he's been doing lately. I mean, it's tough to, you know, you think the bottom's going to fall out when he's been pitching so well. Uh, He's going against a team that's in a playoff race in Cleveland. Uh, But I like him here just because he's been pitching so well lately. Well, yeah, I, you know, I like him as sort of a last resort this week in uh, standard mixed leagues. Um, You know, can't really argue with the recent track record, although three of those scoreless starts were against teams that don't hit very well. Uh, but at some point, you do have to, you know, look and say, okay, you know, even if you're, uh, or put, you know, even good pitchers look good against bad teams. I know that sounds, that, that, I didn't phrase that right. But, the, you know, he's he's been good. The question is, how is this going to stack up, you know, going forward? So I think if you need, this is a week where there aren't a lot of good options. There's not a lot of good, a lot of good two-start options. There's a lot of one-start guys you're going to want to try in standard mixed leagues. There's, you can probably find somebody more reliable than Holland, but you can also do worse. So Yeah. Holland or Harrison? Uh, actually, I would go Holland okay. uh, this week over Harrison. Holland or Worley? Worley. Oh, yeah, Worley. No Worley. question. <laughs> Holland or Pineda? Pineda with a nice rebound. He's only started in half our leagues, but well, he had a great outing. And this was one of my changes from the, the original version of the pitching planner to the Sunday update. I did decide to go ahead and make Pineda a recommended start in standard mixed leagues. He had three miserable – talk about disasters. He did have three disastrous starts before his last one, but a good uh, rebound against the Rays, decent hitting team. Um, 
been very good all season up until his, his slump. So I think, again, not your go-to option, not your best option, but a reasonable option next if week. If he gets out of this start against the Angels, is he a sell-high candidate because they may shut him down at the end of the oh, season? Oh, sure, yeah. Would, would, I mean, at this point, getting yeah. this late in the season, I'm not sure you can really call him sell-high anymore, but it, it's worth uh, putting him on the market to see if he can't get something. I can't imagine why Brandon Beachy has only started in right around half of our leagues. He's at Washington. He's got to be started in more, right? Uh, I, yeah, I can't understand <laughs> it either. And he's, to me, a, a fringe must-start guy. Right. And, you know, Scott and I, we apply that must-start label uh, in a very picky way. So <laughs> yeah. that's not any sort of, uh, you know, uh, insult to say that he's only a fringe must-start guy. It means that he's, he's very, very good and should be starting in many more leagues. Edwin Jackson. Now a Cardinal, seven innings and allowed one run in his debut with the Cardinals. He's at Milwaukee, owned in 75% of leagues, started in 34%, Herc. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who seems every time he gets traded, he does well with the team he joins, <laughs> and he seems a pennant races. I mean, he wasn't a pennant race with the White Sox, but this just seems to rejuvenate him. I'm concerned, though, at Milwaukee. Yeah. I think they're going to tee off on him. Last resort, as you've been saying, maybe in a um, mixed league? Don't even resort. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, not this week. We need to see uh, you know, the adjustment to the NL, a tough... Uh, I love the fact he's going to be working with Dave Duncan because he goes from one great pitching coach to another one. So I'm not going to see, uh, hopefully, a huge drop-off. But Yeah, no, um, I, I agree there, but you know, it's not going to happen overnight. That's no, true. Daniel Hudson has been struggling in his last two outings. He's got the Giants on the road. He's owned in almost all leagues, only started in 66%. Starter said Hudson. A start. Start, yeah. Wandy Rodriguez, is he back on track? He's started in less than half our leagues. He's got the Reds at home. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't know that he's all the way back on track, but I still think that he hasn't been so bad uh, that you that you sit him in pretty much any circumstance in the standard mixed league. Okay, so you like him over Holland? Yes. And Harrison and, I and do. those guys. Yeah. All right, time to look at the two-star pitchers now. So it's a week where there are a lot of studs who have two starts, and obviously you're going to start them, but when you get to the – the unowned guys who have two starts, not that appealing, right? Would you agree? I, actually, I, w- I would disagree. Really? Um, this is a week where there are guys who, when I looked at what the options were, guys I, I would have never have started in any two-start week prior to this week that now I think are okay uh, okay to use as two-star pitchers. So there actually aren't that many high-end uh, two-star oh, there options weren't? this week. No. All right. Well, I'm losing my mind, so I apologize. <laughs> Max Scherzer is the first guy up. 96% ownership, started in 71% of leagues. He's been better lately. Mm-hmm. Texas at home, KC on the road. And see, so yeah, here's one of many examples of a guy who probably in any other week would not use him as a, two, as a two-star pitcher. Yeah, bit of an upward trend, four straight quality starts for Scherzer. Not bad matchups, really. I mean, you say he's got the Rangers, but he gets them at home. And Scherzer has been, while he's generally inconsistent, been pretty good consistently at home. And then he gets Kansas City on the road. That's a good environment for him. So I think there's enough going in Scherzer's favor to use him. What do you think about Josh Tom? Okay, to talk about bad matchups here. Yeah. Josh yeah. Tomlin at Boston and at Texas. No. <laughs> I was, said, he's going to two hitters ballparks. It could be yeah. an utter disaster, but I still I squeezed him into the, the bottom 10 of the top 70, which means that you know that's sort of last resort territory. You can use them if you're absolutely desperate this week. Tomlin or Pineda? One-star Pineda or a two-star Tomlin? Pineda. I'd actually trust Pineda more, yeah. yeah. Bud Norris coming off two good outings. Started in about 46% of leagues. He's home against the Reds and the Brewers. I don't really like the matchups here. Um, they're not the best matchups, but I think Norris has shown us enough for most of the series. Had a couple little cold streaks, but uh, I can't see sitting Norris in any two-start week from this point on. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
Corey Lubke, he gets the Dodgers at home and the Pirates on the road. Like those matchups. Yeah, well, he's coming off his worst start since he's been in the rotation. Uh, maybe that's just a little bump. There was only four in runs, too. It wasn't a big thing. And he got hurt late by home runs, surprisingly, at Petco Park. Which, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, here you got the Dodgers and you got the Pirates, two teams that, you know, don't on paper look terribly, uh, you know, frightening offensively. Uh, I would go with him. I think so in a two-start week. I think it's a no-brainer, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, you definitely go with Lubke this week. Lubke and Neiman are owned in about the same amount of leagues. Who would you rather own? Neiman. Uh, yeah, we're so okay. Own. We're not talking about week eighteen. Yeah, yeah Neiman, Neiman for sure. Okay. Oh, I mean, he is our start of the, my start of the week. Anyway, <laughs> can't top that. Uh, he's only a one start guy though. Kevin Correa gets the Cubs and the Padres at home. Thoughts on Correa? He is one of the two start guys I would not start this week. Those matchups. But he doesn't strike out anybody. <laughs> he, he doesn't strike out anybody, and, and yeah, you know, as I wrote in the planner, sometimes matchups just aren't enough. Um, over his last 10 games, which is a pretty extended yeah. stint there, uh, hitters are slugging 491 against him. He just has not been good okay. of late. Yeah, and neither has Phil Hughes. And Phil nope. Hughes has the White Sox and the Red Sox on the road. There's no way I'd start Phil Hughes, would you? Watch uh, him get nope. 45 fantasy points or no something. <laughs> I'll do cartwheels. AL only, but uh, other than that, no, I wouldn't start Hughes. And also be aware that Phil Hughes may not even be Correct. a two-star pitcher this week, That's depending true. on what uh, Girardi decides to do with uh, Ivanova. Okay, John Lackey has Cleveland and the Yankees at home. Lackey is owned in 61% of leagues, started in 36%. Yeah, I'd say Lackey is very close to being trustworthy as a two-star pitcher. I'd really like to see how he does with this start against the Yankees. Still feels a little risky to me. Jake Peavy, Yankees at home, Twins on the road, 72% ownership, only started in 30% of leagues. Mike? I'm scared of Peavy because he keeps saying he's not 100%. It's going to take time. It's just... I know he's got two starts here, and maybe if you know you're looking for a sleeper start in deeper leagues, possibly. They're not terrible matchups. The Yankees are more frightful than the Twins to me, but I'm just not convinced to start him this week. Yeah, I mean it might seem like you know picking nits here because both uh, both Lackey and PV face the Yankees, and yet yeah. I'm a little less worried about PV. I mean, as you know, I do think PV is a good uh, rebound candidate. I think we're still going to see better performance from PV, and yeah, he gets that twin start, which doesn't worry worry me too much. So uh, PV's a, a decent option. This I don't week. know if I've ever heard uh, the picking nits <laughs> expression. Well, I like that. <laughs> Do I mean, I've heard you old or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just when you, when you nitpick, great. you pick nits. He's got a great vocabulary, this guy. Last guy here, Bronson Arroyo. <laughs> See, Bronson Arroyo is good, good matchups. Houston and Chicago on the road, 42% ownership, 19% starting. Yeah, bad lineups, but also bad home run parks. And True. if anybody can serve up a tater, it's Bronson Arroyo. <laughs> okay. So. See if we can get through some emails yeah. here, and we'll finish off the show uh, with a few. Nick in Illinois. 12-team, 5-by-5 league, looking to upgrade at catcher and third base. The best available at the positions are, let's start with third base, Alberto Callaspo, Justin Turner, Meiser Asturis, Danny Valencia, Greg Dobbs, Wilson Betamit, Edwin Encarnacion. He has been hitting pretty well lately. Would you drop David Freeze for Callaspo, Turner, Asturis, Valencia, Greg Dobbs, Betamit, Encarnacion? Not sure. You know what? I don't think I would. <laughs> yeah. I would for any of them, and it's really close because Encarnacion has his appeal. Danny Valencia has been hitting well, too, Valencia lately. maybe is the one right now I like the best yeah. out of this group. I like That's Turner, awesome. too. But uh, I don't see any of these guys really as being any better than Freeze. Okay. Um, so, no. Napoli. Would you drop Napoli for any of these guys? Hernandez, Olivo, Salty, Ionetta, Ramos, Ruiz, Suzuki. 
again? No. Uh, no, I would not. I, the only guy is Jared Saltalamakia because he's been hitting well, but who knows? He'll probably go cold again. So. Exactly. He's been hitting well, too. Yeah. yeah, I would think about it with Iannetta. Um, yeah, he didn't get traded. That is today. true, yeah. yeah. So oh, How about that? Yeah. So his value is still good. JC in California, dear Adam, Al, and guest. That would be Michael Herc. Hey, guest. Yeah. Please rank <laughs> these five players for my utility spots. Adam Lind, Logan Morrison, Jason Hayward, Martin Prado, Gabby Sanchez. Jeez. Lind, Lomo, <laughs> Hayward, Prado, Sanchez. Oh, Lynn number one, maybe? Lynn number one. Yeah. Definitely. It's after that that I yeah. uh, have a little bit of trouble. Maybe I, Gabby? Uh, I would go. It's close. I think I'd go Lind, Morrison, Gabby, Hayward, Prado. And, boy, that's tough because Hayward's just been I know brutal. Morrison has been an RBI machine and hitting home runs this month, but his OBP is still terrible. When is he going to get that up? That's what I want. Yeah, to know. and that's what you what you pretty much yeah. count on him for. And, yeah, no, he's not been hitting well lately, Morrison. Not not at all. Um you know, it is. It's real close between Morrison and Sanchez, uh, but I think if Morrison, yeah. I think Morrison will heat up. I can't believe we're saying Haywood's fifth on this list, though. That's a but a bad uh, well, year for I, him. You I, know? I'm, yeah, I'm putting him fourth. I'm uh, putting him fifth. I just it's been such a bad year. Doctor Cheese, in a dynasty keeper league, been offered Drew Stubbs and as Drupal Cabrera for Steven Strasburg. What do you think about this trade? Sending Strasburg to get Stubbs and as Drupal Cabrera. I like it. Long term, I mean, you're going to get one of the best fancy pitchers if he bounces back. No, you're giving John. up. Giving up Strasburg. Giving up Strasburg. All right. Give that uh, Stubbs offered. and Cabrera. No, I mean, I keep Strasburg. I mean, again, Stu Stubbs is just going to be a run-of-the-mill outfielder, and as Drupal Cabrera, I know he's having a good season, but it's again, he could be bad again next year. All right, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to weasel out of this. Yeah. Or at least I'm going to try to. I'd like to see what his other pitching options are, but without knowing that, um, I would probably take. Take the deal because I think Cabrera. Oh gosh, you know that's tough. <laughs> Do you notice whether it's Scott or Al? I just never agree with anybody. <laughs> I'm not even agreeing with myself. I can't make up my mind on this one. <laughs> that's you're the hurt uh, locker. You're very, very the difficult. Hurt locker. The, everyone out there probably. You know I what? I chickened out because <laughs> I was I was all ready to talk myself into taking as dribble Cabrera, but you know what? I think he's a good you know emerging elite shortstop, but. Uh, Strasburg's upside, yeah, too, too much to to give give him up. So I'm with Herc on this one. Thank you everybody Solid. for tuning in today. Good luck in Fantasy Week 18. We'll speak to you on Tuesday morning. Mike, well done. Thank you, pal. All right, go back to work. We'll all talk right. to y'all later. <laughs>